This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Let's talk baseball. The start of spring training delayed. Opening day games canceled. We're not going to be able to play the first two series of the regular season, and those games are officially canceled. And the bad baseball news might not end there. Major League Baseball owners and the union representing the players, they continue to be at a standstill over a new collective bargaining agreement. And they are far from seeing eye to eye. So here with the latest is, of course, WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Sasha. Break it down for us, Cheryl. What is the latest (laughs) on this back and forth between the owners and the players? Because it doesn't sound like things are going well. No, they aren't. Um, Today, there is a one-on-one informal meetings with the top negotiators from each, the the baseball uh, owner's side and the union. Nothing's being uh, settled right now. Um, There are too many issues that they have. They do have a couple of things that they've agreed on. They've agreed on expanding the playoff uh, teams from uh, to 12. The owners wanted 14, so that's where they make a lot of money. That's why they want to expand it. They have agreed on the DH. They've agreed on a couple other things on the field, but it's the money, and the money is really a problem right now. Mm. And the deadline for an agreement, wasn't that back on Monday? Well, they they, they had like eight days of, of meetings, and then the deadline was Monday. They moved it to Tuesday. Then Tuesday happened, and then the owners came out with their head, the commissioner of baseball, Manford, Rob Manford, saying, nope, this is it. The first two uh, series are canceled. This is going to cost them because remember, Sasha, two years ago, the pandemic cost them to move to actually cut the season to 60 games with no fans. Mm -hmm. Last year for opening day, they had only a certain percentage at both Wrigley Field and Guaranteed Rate. So this would have been the first time they would have had a normal opening day in three years. Ah, I see. And so the main sticking point here, you know, minimum salaries for for new players. Uh, What about free agents? Um, the, 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 their free agent is, is mostly about the, the pre-arbitration cases. That's where they wanted They wanted to shorten that as far as having players not wait six years. That's, a, that's probably not going to change. But another thing is the luxury tax. The players wanted the luxury tax, tax to be increased so that uh, teams can spend more money. But, you know, teams are not spending the money. They don't have a they don't have a basement, so there, there is no real salary cap here at all. And according to some of the things I've read, that actually baseball players have lost money the last four years. Mm. Yeah, that's no good. Well, you mentioned a moment ago MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred. Uh, it was just a month ago that he was boasting about his negotiating his negotiation skills, right? And how uh, he has a flawless record with no missed games uh, due to labor disputes since the late 90s, but here he is at a news conference on Tuesday. Let's listen to that for a bit. I believe, without exception, every topic we have made the last proposal, every single issue in the basic agreement, we have made the last proposal. You draw your own conclusion as to who ought to go next. So we're basically hearing him say, you know, hey, we gave the last proposal. It's in the players' hands now. Yeah, and that's really interesting. Here's here's what people may not realize. Players do not get a paycheck until the regular season games happen. So right now, the I didn't owners. Know that. Yeah, and the thing is, the owners they don't care about losing that first month because there's cancellation. There's not as many fans in the stands because of weather issues. But for the players, they don't get one dime. Wow. So that's why the onus is being put on them to get something done. 
is there anything the two sides have been able to agree on? Like I meant, the, the designated hitter. Yeah. Expand the playoffs. Uh, they would like to have a, a a pitch clock, you know, in order to stop this long time between pitches. Uh, talking about banding the shift. You know, these are these are just small fundamental things. The the big thing is definitely the the playoffs, but when you can't get an agreement as far as minimum wage increases for the players that before they can go into arbitration, that's the second point. Now, the, another thing there is an agreement on is having a draft in the lottery, which they never had before. And this is trying to force the teams to stop tanking. Too many teams tank, you know, in order for them to get high draft picks. And that's something that they they do agree on. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset, and we are talking about the latest with the MLB lockout and, and where negotiations over a new collective bargaining agreement stand today. With us is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Uh, coming up on the program, it's the story of a pioneering black Chicago power couple that's ahead in our series, What's That Building? Uh, so Cheryl, let's go back. The last time we saw games canceled and no baseball, mm-hmm. that was 1995, right? That's, 94, it was 94, 95. 94, 95, that season. So, so players were on strike for mm-hmm. more than 200 days. Yes. And uh, no major league players all season. Uh, sports fans uh, were, of course, upset. Some argued baseball never really recovered from that. Talk about that what? time. What do you remember? Uh, I know full well what was going on because I was covering the White Sox and the Cubs during that period too. Right. And what happened was you lost the World Series. Think about that. They lost the World Series. The White Sox were on the verge of making the playoffs. They were that good of a team. That was Frank Thomas's era. And they lost that. And then they went into spring training and they didn't get settled until a court settled it. But what happened, Sasha, is you lost the fans for quite a while. And what it took was the home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, which was fueled by steroids. And the other factor during that period was also seeing Cal Ripken Jr., you know, break Luke Gehrig's mark. Mm -hmm. It took a long time. But this time, what's the difference now than back then? You have social media. And the players are taking the social media and they're getting their points across where the owners don't have that opportunity to do it. They can't get their, you know, their, their, the, the people that they have doing their social media. It's going to be hard for them to do without getting really bad backlash. So that's where it's going to be the biggest difference from what happened 27 years ago yeah. and today. Do you feel like we're headed that way again? I don't think it's going to last that long. I really don't. They know what's at stake. They know what happened the last couple of years. They know that people have taken to other entertainments, you know, besides baseball. And baseball is a sport that, you know, what this, the sad part of it, Sasha, is they have a lot of young, exciting players. You know, we, we've seen it like with the White Sox, you know, young players. And, and this could be a real shame. But if they can get things settled within the month, they could recover, but I still think it's going to be hard because fans don't forget now mm-hmm. that you've turned your back on them. Yeah. Um, if if a deal gets done soon, can a full season still happen? No, they will not do a full season. Mm. No. And, and the players do want to make up those games, but the owners, have, if they've re- they're really staying their ground on that. So right now it's 156. You know, but as we get you know to the next uh, mark would be next Thursday, you know, I'm assuming next Tuesday, that's when they'll cancel more games. So that's what we have to watch. We have to watch the calendar as days progress. If they get it done, if they don't get it done, more games come off Mm -hmm. the schedule. 
you know, one subject that's uh, come up in negotiation is, is, of course, the salary caps, as we, we've talked mm-hmm. about. When you look at the NBA, right, and mm-hmm. the NFL and the NHL, they have caps uh, on salaries for mm-hmm. the teams. It, do you think that the MLB should or could consider that? That's what the owners have always wanted, but the players have always pushed back. The difference is because baseball has so many more players. You have, you know, as far as in games, 162 games. You know, in football, you have now 17 games. You know, hockey and, and, and the NBA have 82 games. But 162 games, that's why they, they want the salaries to be increased the way they are. Yeah. And also you have operating minor league teams. So you have to, you know, take care of that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot more money involved as far as players, their development, you know, if they could make it. So it's hard to do, but I think a salary cap would help. And that's why if they put a, a basement on the, you know, where the luxury tax is, that mm-hmm. would kind of be a salary cap issue going. Right. And that would impact how negotiations unfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what, Sasha, the the one thing about the baseball players union, they've always been pretty strong about it. It's going to be interesting to see if they still can take that strength and uh, continue. You know what else, Cheryl? It it feels like sometimes baseball lags uh, behind the NFL and and the Mm -hmm. NBA just in attracting and, and holding on to younger fans. What are the players saying about how all of this might stunt the growth of the game? You hit it on the head. The average age of people going to baseball games and watching baseball is around 50. They, they have not attracted. And that's why. Now, some of the things that, that want to be implemented on the field would help because the games are taking four hours. You don't see a lot of action anymore. There's more pitches being thrown. And so they have to find a way to make it attractive to a group of kids. You know, Little League is suffering. They're they're. they're cancellations and 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 teams going away in little leagues so you don't see the kids playing anymore baseball they got to find a way to make it attractive to them and right now they don't and one of the things they don't do well as like the nba i mean everybody knows about players uh, that have social media mm-hmm. and they interact and you just look, look at how many people are followers of, of baseball as opposed to nba and the nfl big difference big difference and to me that's the target Let's pivot over to hockey for a moment. Um, the Blackhawks made their interim head coach, Kyle Davidson, the permanent one. Uh, yes. But the team hasn't had a lot of success lately. So do you think that that was a good move? Well, the thing is, is that he's been with the organization since he was an intern. And I think what he said in his press conference was really on point. He said it's a rebuild. And this team needed a rebuild right now because they've been plugging along. They had their, their their core players, but they never quite established their prospect pipeline. That has been stagnant. So they have to do that. And one of the things that was it was really interesting that uh, we found out through talks with him uh, with Kyle Davidson is that we found out how they're changing their culture mm. and what are they what they are doing because of the Kyle Beach sexual abuse issue, they now have two full-time psychologists in every in the locker room every day. Oh, interesting. It's for the players, it's for the coaches, it's for the staff. They are also training their staff and their coaches to deal with this. And Kyle Davidson also wants to address the issues with youth hockey with this problem. So we know that they're trying to change their culture. 
And Sasha, that's really important. They have to they have to really prove that they've changed this culture in order to get the fans to come back in droves. But they also know this is going to take a long time because their on ice team right now is not very good, mm-hmm. and they only have a few chips to, as far as the you know the trading deadline. It's just a few weeks away, and they only have a few chips that could bring them back some some players. And it will be interesting if they can convince and find a team that would match up with players like Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane. And the other big chip, if he decides that he'll be traded, would be Marc-Andre Fleury, who is a great goaltender. And so that's the only way they're going to be able to rebuild this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with the trading deadline in a few weeks, basically they should be trading and and rebuilding. Absolutely. Especially with this focus on culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those two things have to work in concert. It's the only way that you can rebuild, because it's the public relations hit this team took they did it to themselves they have to take a long hard look at themselves and make those changes and if you could change what people perceive what they're doing in the organization and if you could change the team on the ice you could get the fan fan base back and the other issue that he has to concern with is also the head coach does he keep Derek king or does he look outside the organization that's wbez sports contributor cheryl raced out cheryl thank you so much for the update Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.